Welcome back to The Countdown. My name is Ian Farmer, and I thank you for listening in today once again. If you are new to The Countdown, this is a place where we talk about all things sports. And if you have already been here, well, welcome back. Today we're talking about college basketball. A lot of players withdrawing from the NBA draft and returning to school. Um, the NBA Finals game tonight. And the last but not least, top 10 players in the finals that I promised. This will not be a very long episode, but we will start with college basketball. First up, Johnny Juzang withdraws from the NBA draft. He would have probably been drafted in the second round. And he comes back to UCLA. That's very rare. We don't see that, especially from a player like him who really stepped up in the um, NCAA tournament. He averaged 16 points per game and 4 rebounds per game last season. Obviously, an NCAA tournament performance that we will never forget took UCLA all the way to the Final Four where they faced Gonzaga. Um, UCLA is stacked. Right now, they're the number one in the way through early top 25. They were number two behind Gonzaga the entire offseason, but now that has changed despite Gonzaga having the best player in the country and the best recruit freshman in the country, along with some great role players as well. Remy Martin returns for... Um, um, I guess for Kansas now, Kansas is so stacked. Um, Hunter Dickinson returns. That's huge for Michigan. Potentially be the best all-around center of the country, even though I think he will be second to Drew Timmy for Gonzaga. Max Amos, who I did not expect because he would have probably been an early second-round choice. However, he returns. He's not going to transfer. He's going to stick with Oral Roberts. Kansas gets two more players back, Jalen Wilson and... Ochi Jabez, I cannot pronounce his name, but apparently they are very huge pieces for the Jayhawks. Isaiah Mobley, who is mainly known as Evan Mobley's brother, however, he played great for USC last season, and he is back. EJ Little for Ohio State, definitely a top five true center in college basketball this upcoming season. That is huge for the Buckeyes. We have two more, Terrence Sharon, Shannon Jr. for Texas Tech and Ron Harper Jr. of Rutgers. Big pieces as well. Gonzaga, UCLA, and Kansas are so stacked. Kentucky also stacked as well, especially if they get Kofi Cockburn. Those are the three best teams, maybe along with the fourth and Kentucky best team in the nation, although Texas um, is looking very sharp this season. NBA Finals Game 2 is tonight. I have the Bucks winning. Um, the, I think the Bucks will bounce back and win. I think Giannis will definitely show up big in this game. Um, without a doubt, I think he'll show up big. You have to win this second game. Even though the Clippers came back and gets, they didn't really come back against the Suns, we saw what the Suns did to the Clippers when they got them up 2-0. They met, it went to um, where the Clippers... Led the series three to one. Um, definitely a potential issue if the Bucks lose tonight. So, whether Giannis is back to one hundred percent or not, I think everybody has to step up for the Bucks, and they have to win that game. End of discussion. Can let's switch to this for a minute. Keneal Harry, apparently, um, 
He's a Patriots, part of the Patriots secondary. He doesn't have a big trade value. However, the Cardinals are one of those trade destinations, and I think the Cardinals are a perfect pick for Kenil Harry to go to. After Harry can, um, requested a trade, I think the Cardinals could use some help in the secondary. I forgot what the other two teams were. I think Washington was one of them, possibly. I'm not sure. However, I think without a doubt, Arizona could be the perfect pit pick for Kenil Harry. I haven't even really seen him play, but I know that Patriots defense has been off and on. And if he wants to step up his game, Arizona could be the place where he does it. We have a last but not least. Last but not least. Top 10 players. This is very short, guys. I apologize. I apologize. Um, Don't forget card collection coming Friday. My first card will be uploaded to my Facebook group on Friday um, I gave a hint out over there, and I gave the hint that it is the he is one of the best players in Raptors history. I'm looking at the card right now. I have it on a little stand in my room right now, just waiting for it to be um, ready to showcase on Friday. Worth $560. Last but not least, top 10 players left in the finals. Um, apparently, according to according to Colin Cowherd, whoever has the most out of these ten usually wins the NBA, NBA Finals. You're gonna see my order and how many players I have of each team in this. Number ten, I go PJ Tucker. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, Cameron Payne is not on this list. He is amazing. Um, he's young. He can shoot. He has heart. He has so much heart on the floor. You can just tell when he plays. He wants to win so badly. He has such a passion for the game. But PJ Tucker is a veteran. You saw we saw what he did to Kevin Durant on the on the defensive end with the Nets. Tucker hasn't been to a finals, but he's been to a conference finals several times with the Houston Rockets in the past. Um, he can shoot the ball. Um, PJ Tucker at number ten, and I don't really see an issue with that. Number nine, not as much as a veteran, I would say potentially, but. As Tucker ages, he's 36. I would say this player is better, and that is Jay Crowder. Obviously, he we know he's the only player in the finals with finals experience, but um, he has been very good. He shot the ball very well. He's one of the key pieces for the Suns right now. Um, Jay Crowder, he's one of the best two-way players in these finals. Don't get that wrong. Don't get it wrong. Um, Crowder at nine. Number eight, I went Mikael Bridges. Now, this is what we call a two-way player. Elite defender. Along, he's also a scorer. Mikael Bridges is one of the great two-way players in this league. Um, if it wasn't for Mikael Bridges, they could the Suns could be in this situation. I don't know if they're here in this series. Maybe. I don't know if he's a game or a series changer, but I have Mikael Bridges at number eight. Number seven, a player I think is a little bit better would be Brooke Lopez. Um, more experience. He can shoot the ball, and he's one of the best rim protectors in these playoffs. Probably behind Giannis, you know, the Bucks, like I said in a previous episode, they're, um, their front court um, doesn't blow. 
um, Phoenix out of the water, but it's definitely significantly better. Um, I have Lopez at number seven. Number six, though, I did go DeAndre Ayton. He's a young star. Obviously, we all know the alley-oop he did against the Clippers. That's will probably be the biggest play of his career. If it's not, if someone walked up, walked up to me right now and said, that will not, at the end of the, when DeAndre Ayton retires, that will, that alley, that alley-oop dunk to win the, to win game two against the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, that will not be his best play at the end of his career. I would be paying to see what that shot is. Um, but, um, he's averaged a double-double, and DeAndre Ayton really stepping up as the third man third option for the Suns. Number five, former All-Star, going to Team USA this year, which I think says enough about him. But Drew Holiday at number five is the third man for the Bucks. Um elite defender. Um now when we're talking about two way players, you gotta put Drew Holiday in the conversation as well. Obviously he had that layup game winner in game three against the Nets in the second round. Um, he, he could be a big shot maker. Um, I've heard he's the first option. No. Is he the second option? In some games, yes, but overall, no. But Holiday is number and number five. Number four, I went Chris Middleton. Another two-way player. Not as skilled on the defensive side of the ball, but when he's on, he is on. He's a little bit inconsistent at times. However, when he is on, when he is on, he can carry these bucks to wins in this series any series um multiple 30 plus point games in this in these um playoffs what else more to have to say chris middleton is number four number three there's no question he's better devin booker comes in at number three um i said often that he was the best player on the suns and I had an issue with Chris Paul's scoring. We'll get to Chris Paul in a minute. But Devin Booker, 25 points per game, can dish the ball out, plays actually excellent defense, has so much heart and passion for the game. The will to win on top is the icing on the cake. It's his will to win. He has that Kobe Light mentality. You guys have heard be legendary. He had a great relationship with Kobe Bryant. Um, and he kind of reminds me of Kobe in a way, to be honest. Number two, I went Chris Paul. I know I've often said that Devin Booker, I thought Devin Booker was the best player on this team. And that could still be true. But Chris, I, I always knocked Paul for his scoring. That's what the league is this year. You got to score more than 16 points per game to lead a team. Not to lead a team, but to be the best player on that team. But he's up to 19 points per game. Will likely be 20 or over. He's another 32-point game he's had. I think the last two games he's played, he's had over 30. Um, 41 and 32, yeah. Chris Paul has been exceptional. Obviously leads the this Suns team to a different level. Chris Paul at number two. And number one, I've seen Chris Paul and Devin Booker's better than Giannis. I don't care if he's not 100 freaking percent. The best player in these finals is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Literally all people talked about before game one is whether he was going to be healthy or not. Because they know he's a game changer. They know if he's healthy, the Bucks probably win that game. Um, win that game Tuesday night. I mean, he only took eleven shots. You think if he's healthy, he's only taking eleven shots. He's taking like twenty, twenty-three, twenty-five shots. Giannis is number one. 
Injury-wise, he may not be, but overall, he's still the best player in this series. One more thing before I go. Fury and Wilder were just postponed. That's very sad to hear. There were some things go on in Tyson Figures camp. Some COVID outbreaks. He ended up getting COVID. Just um, less than an hour ago, it was reported that Fury did get, did test positive for COVID. So that fight will be postponed. However, I thank you guys for listening. I will see you guys tomorrow, I think. Yeah, I'll have to do it tomorrow because we got game two tonight. I'll have to do something tomorrow. I don't know what time it will be, but it will be sometime tomorrow. Um, card, first card comes out tomorrow. Please go. It's called the Countdown Card Collection group on Facebook by Ian Farmer, myself. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace.